Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Lara, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our mind. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. <laughs> I almost like wanted to cue it up so that it was like, guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Season two. Kicking it off. We're starting at the start. I mean, <laughs> is this our new this um, is how tradition? We, this is how we start we every new season. Pop, popping bottles. Yes, we're going to pop some bottles this time. What do we, what do you have for us? I got us, um, I don't know how to say it. Mianetto Prosecco. As I was in Italy this summer and. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're not holding back. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, that's good. <sighs> Feels good to be back. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Cheers. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was going to make us a cocktail, which I will explain probably in another episode if we talk about Portugal. Mm. But that required port wine. And port wine, you just can't really find around here. So. Yeah. You might have to special <laughs> order it. Yeah. Order it online or something. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. So... How do we do this again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> well, next is salty sweet, right? I guess so. Yeah. Just jump in. I yeah. mean, we're going to do our main topic for today. Right. We'll be catching up on the summer. So, okay. So we'll catch just do up. salty sweets. Yeah. I'm going to start with my sweet, which that, which is just this whole, as expected, this whole summer was just a great, great adventure. Um, I really felt like this summer I allowed myself to just relax for the first time traveling. Mm -hmm. I feel like because a lot of my online identity in quotes is travel writing, travel photography, blah, blah, blah. When we are traveling, I constantly feel pressure to create and to document and like, I just want a good photo or I'm spending like so much time condensing all of my thoughts into some sort of, some form of writing but this is the first summer where I really just allowed myself to like chill mm-hmm. and relax and actually enjoy it and not feel this internal pressure to make stuff yeah while we were exploring stuff so not only was it really just one of the best trips in a long time I mean we're, we have so many great memories but it was a very varied summer. We were in Morocco, Portugal, and Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's literally sand, heat, crazy um, cultural experience in Morocco to, like, the peaceful, like, mountainside of Italy. And then to, like, the waters of Portugal and chilled and relaxed yeah. environment. So I feel really, really lucky to have had the summer that I've had. And especially because my mindset this summer was just, girl, chill. <laughs> Which, yeah. You and I both struggle with that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because weren't you originally planning to do more, like, travel diaries Mm -hmm. on your blog? And And I did some when I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't, I didn't want to put the pressure on myself to be like, well, I haven't written on the blog, so I need to go make something up and I need to share something. Mm -hmm. I did it when I wanted to, when I had the time and I felt like I had thoughts that I wanted to share. And I do have a lot of things that I do want to write about. It's just that I didn't put this timeline or expectation like, while you were there. While I was there. And yeah. I I will get around to sharing that stuff, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. when I want to. Yeah. Well, that's good. Because, yeah. I mean, you're on vacation. 
You yeah. should. Which is something, like, I always think I struggled with accepting that it is a vacation. Because mm. for me, it's, like, this thing, and it's, like, we gotta do this, and... Yeah. It's in... I enjoy it, but it doesn't feel like... Well, you are going to island, <laughs> you know? Right. That's... Yeah, because these trips you guys go on, like, you're going for, like, experiences, and mm-hmm. you have all these things you're trying to take in while you're there. You're not going there just to unplug and relax. Like, you're no. going for the experience, so it's not... The same as, like, when I go to the beach with my family and I right. straight up just right. do whatever you I want. You kick it. Yeah. Right. So, but it felt like that for the first time. So, it mm-hmm. was really great. And I will get into, like, everything that we did this summer, I'm sure. But it mm-hmm. was a great summer. That's awesome. Yeah. My salty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, it's sort of tied in, it ties into what I was talking about with, like, the online identity. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel I have a lot of issues with Instagram. Mm -hmm. We all do. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) none of us really love Instagram. Or, I don't know. Maybe people do. Well, maybe, like, (sighs) non-quote-unquote influencer. Creators. Yeah, Yeah. like, people who are straight up on Instagram just, like, for personal stuff. Right. But when we have it incorporated more into kind of, like a business mindset, our identity, our blogs, right. You know, this like name we're trying to get out there and develop a following. Like it's a whole other, it's a different ball game and it's just a winning, it's a, it's a winning game for the winners and it's a losing game for everyone else. Like everyone else, (laughs) Mm -hmm. forget about it. Yeah. So anyway, I just have more than anything. I really felt like after a while of sharing photos, like, I had really gorgeous photos to share Mm -hmm. while we were there, and I have a ton of photos, but I just, like, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm over presenting this unrealistic image of, like, my life, because I think Mm -hmm. when I run into people when we get home, they're like, oh my gosh, you had such an amazing time. I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. I did, but none of my pictures showed you what it was like being harassed on the street mm. and none of my photos really you'll you, you just it's unrealistic it's mm-hmm. not what life is and right. I have a life here mm-hmm. that I really don't share mm-hmm. on Instagram because I'm pigeonholed right. into this travel thing right so I'm having like a kind of an identity crisis of what I'm doing online mm-hmm. and I really just came down to the fact that you know what <laughs> I'm just gonna share what I want to share as I have been doing but I'm just going to be a little bit more, like, aware of my internal thoughts when I Mm -hmm. feel like I can't share something. Mm. So, for example, like, you're really good about sharing your workout stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. your, just, like, your your day-to-day life. Yeah. And I don't really do that. I share Mm -hmm. more, like, travel topics, I guess. Right. And I'm over that. I do try to keep, I feel like I've gotten to a point where my Instagram feed is kind of, like, the pretty stuff. Right. But then stories is my stories. I'm just like, whatever. Like, I try not to make it too polished. Right. Like, you know, there's like, sometimes I've wondered if I should start using the Instagram story templates and make it all like branded and stuff. And I could do that. But it's like, if I, you know, I don't have that much time. Right. (laughs) You know, I'd rather just like take the video, throw the Instagram fonts on there tag stuff, whatever, and just be like, there it is. Because I feel like that was the beauty of Instagram stories is you got to see everyone's behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. Mm -hmm. But now people are making them pretty, which is also beautiful to look at. Yeah. But then you could run into the situation where you feel like, oh, now my Instagram story has to be perfect. Perfectly curated. Yeah. Right. And I guess I'm just over this whole 
travel industry like unrealistic expectations of what it is actually like to be in a place Mm -hmm. like you'll see a ton of gorgeous images of morocco but you don't actually get a sense of what morocco is at all from those images until you're there yeah you you can definitely like discuss it in your captions but you can only talk about so much Mm -hmm. (sighs) anyway i'm having an identity crisis because (laughs) i feel like i want to share more of my day-to-day life here because otherwise i'm just going to completely feel disconnected from who I am online, period. Yeah. So I want to share more of my day-to-day life, but I have the title Roman Go Lightly, which is my blog's name on Instagram, mm-hmm. which I've considered changing to my name. Yeah. But I just, I'm I'm debating the switch over to my actual name as yeah. opposed to the brand name. First world <laughs> problems, for sure, but <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. Well, I understand that. Yeah. Well, my salty is that Gilmore has been kind of sick no, like on, I know little germs. Um, <laughs> and so how old is he? He's like nine and a half. So he's getting he's getting older. Yeah, he's creeping up on ten years old. But we're gonna finally call the vet this week because it's been going on on and off for like two months now, where he just like won't eat some some meals. Like usually when it's meal time for him, yeah, and I'm the one who feeds him, he's usually like kind of hurting me to his food bowl. He's like, it's time and, to feed me Yeah, now. and he's, like, excited. But there have been a couple of times lately where I'll say to him, like, don't you want breakfast? Because he knows that word. Mm-hmm. And he'll, like, kind of follow me into the kitchen. But then he, like, Aww. doesn't come over. And then I'll be, like, Here's I'll put it. Food. And um, And he might, like, look at his food, and then he just doesn't eat it. Well, that's not good. And so the first day that happened, thankfully, my dad was home and was planning to come pick him up for the day to hang out with him. Because my dad's been yeah, home this your summer. dad is like the biggest Gilmore stan in the yeah. whole world. <laughs> so he's been borrowing Gilmore to do yard work with him and stuff. So it was like the first day my dad could do that, and I was like, "Hey, were you gonna get him because he acted a little weird this morning?" And I kind of like encouraged him to eat his breakfast that morning, so I felt like I had to almost yeah. like make him do it. And um, sure enough, when my dad came to pick him up, like an hour later. Gilmore had thrown up in his crate. Aww. So it's been on and off this summer where, like, sometimes he just won't eat and then, or he'll eat, but he throws up. Girls. And so, but, like, everything else about him is completely normal. Is his energy? Everything is normal. It's so, just his appetite. And, weird. like, dogs throw up from time to time, but this has been consistent. Right. Um, and the whole, like, not eating thing worries me because he hasn't really done that before. But I thought maybe he's just been eating too fast. Like, especially with older dogs, sometimes they eat way too fast and then they throw up. The other night he ate, but then shortly after we ate dinner, he threw up. And it was like, you could see like, and this is kind of gross, but when dogs sometimes throw up, their food is like, it almost looks like they didn't 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 eat eat it. (laughs) So (laughs) I just got him what they call like a slow feed bowl. Mm -hmm. So the way the bowl is shaped. Yeah, well, his, it just has, like, a hump in the middle, so it's, like, in a ring around it, so he has to kind of, like, eat his way around it. Um, So I'm hoping maybe if we just have him slow down, it'll help with his digestion, but then, like, yesterday morning, he didn't eat breakfast again. Um, So I'm, at this point, we just want to call the vet and check in with her, and she might say, oh, you know, just keep it on him, he's probably fine. Right. You know, he might just be getting older, or maybe we need to switch his food or something, maybe he needs something more gentle. If you're not seeing other signs, if it's just the food, like, that's, I mean, that's good. Yeah. But 
Who knows? It's, yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. So, like, and I'm over here, like, oh, my God, what if he has, like, stomach cancer or something? So, of yeah. course, of my, course. Like, dog mom brain goes to, like, the worst case scenario. So, <laughs> but, yeah, thankfully, he, he seems fine otherwise. So, but that's been, like, every day I'm kind of, like, keeping an eye on him. Like, is mm-hmm. he going to eat? Is he going to throw up? Is he fine? I don't know. So, that's been going on. Um, but then... My sweet, which can you guess what it is? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, Taylor Swift's yeah. album? Duh. Okay, so, context. <laughs> this, we're recording, like, it came out, what, not, like, two days ago? Yeah. Yeah. So we're recording on a Sunday, and it just came out on Friday. Right. So, but you haven't listened yet. No, but I literally thought to myself <laughs> that, oh, Sunday, we're recording, like, I should take a second and listen so I have some sort of understanding of right. what Sarah's going to talk about, because yeah. I kind of knew you were going to talk about it. So yeah. anyway, I know I've read stuff online, and I've mm-hmm. listened to Lover, but that's like... Mm-hmm. Do you like that song, Lover? Um, it's one of my favorite sh- songs she's done in a long time. I really like that one. So, the video's cool, too, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I... And when I, on, like, first listen, I was like, obviously, I love it. But I was like, I'm not sure where this is going to fall in my hierarchy of her albums. albums. But yesterday... What's your number one Taylor album? Red? No. 1989? Probably, probably Reputation. Ew. No, seriously. (laughs) Um, But, like, Reputation and 1989 are, like, basically tied for me. Okay. So, my, upon first listen, I was like, I don't know, I still might like those two better, but I listened to it basically on repeat all day yesterday, Uh and as it's, like, getting more familiar to me, I'm like, I don't know, this could end up being the top one. I don't know. So, it's like, but Plus, you gotta give it time. You have to give it time, yeah. Yeah. But I just, like... Taylor Swift or not, I just love it when one of your favorite artists release yeah. a new album, and then you just, like, hang out with that album and get to know it, and then it's, like, you know, maybe three years from now, one of these songs might pop up on my playlist, and it, like, takes you back to that time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, there are songs from my high school days that come on, I'm like, yes! yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and um, I'm excited to see that it's getting mostly like really good reviews I've, I've read nothing but good reviews yeah except people hating on her like london thing which we talked oh about earlier God, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah of course. um but yeah i have heard good things so and then she has the one song called the man that's yes. um basically her imagining herself like if she had done everything in her life but she had been a man and how it would be perceived so everyone's freaking out about that but i love in that song she calls out leonardo, leonardo dicaprio, DiCaprio. <laughs> See, I know all the cultural things because yeah. I read a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, I'll be interested to see how you feel about it because I know, like, yeah. you're kind of like. Would you say you're kind of like indifferent to her music? I'm indifferent. I don't. Yeah. I don't strongly dislike her, but I also don't love her music. Mm-hmm. There are a couple songs I like of hers, but mm-hmm. I like can't say I've actively went on my phone and pulled up a Taylor Swift mm-hmm. song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, but I also am not a big pop music listener. Unless Mm -hmm. it's in a situation like I want to dance or Mm. um, if I'm tired of listening to a podcast and I just want to turn on the radio for a second. Okay. So I don't really listen to, like, pop charts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I listen to some because my kids listen to it at school, too. So I'm more exposed to it via 
other. Right. But it's not yeah. like something you actively put on. Right. So I would yeah. say I'm indifferent to Taylor Swift, but yeah. I can be swayed. Mm-hmm. I have been swayed. Yeah, I'd be interested to see yeah. if this album might sway you yeah. at all. But I don't know if I'm just like her target demographic. I mean, yeah, probably. But, <laughs> and like, this is going to sound really weird, but like, when I listen to her music, I feel like it was made for me. <laughs> Like, there's just something about, like, because I do really enjoy pop music. Yeah. And I feel like her style of late is, like, her pulling all of the elements of contemporary pop that I really enjoy and packaging them together in this, like, Mm -hmm. interesting way that I really enjoy. And then I also like how, like, her personal story has been woven in throughout all these albums. And, like, I loved Reputation because I was so here for her anger in that album. Like, and it came in a moment in my life where I was just like, yes, give me an angry woman singing (laughs) about all of her anger. And I feel like Lover is almost, this album is almost better because Reputation came before it. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, her journey of, like, where she is now coming out of that I feel like this... In compare, like, put next to reputation, just as for branding alone, mm-hmm. are night and day. Mm-hmm. Completely. It, like, her... Which is obviously on purpose. Right. Rainbows and hearts yeah. and bright colors and opposed to, like, black, leather, yeah. really intense music videos. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so. yeah, I, I will listen to it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll listen to it on my way home tomorrow after school. So the way this episode's going to go is we're going to recap our summers, but the way that we're going to do it is um, we're going to start with just like a quick re- recap for context of what we've been up to, mm-hmm. but then we're going to uh, go like a song of the summer or movie of the summer just so we can sort of, you know. Yeah, kind of give you a snippet of like what we've been up to this what summer, we're liking. what we're into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. Let me start. Um, so yeah, do you want to start with a quick recap of what? You go first. Okay. (laughs) As I mentioned, we went to Morocco, which included, um, we we flew into Marrakesh, we were there for about a week, and then we had a very long journey to the Sahara Desert, one of the coolest experiences ever, riding a camel in the Sahara Desert, watching the sunset over the dunes, and then um, seeing, like, the Milky Way and the stars at night was just, like, an Mm -hmm. incredible landscape, like, nothing else I've ever seen. And you can't even really fathom it. You kind of imagine what that experience would be like, but... It just felt, as the British guy said on the tour, totally exotic. Like, (laughs) it was a crack up because they they were from Lancaster, Lancaster, Lancaster. England, and we're from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Did they think it was weird that you say Lancaster? (laughs) Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. Why do we say it that way? I have no idea. Maybe it's the Dutchy thing. But that was a really, really cool experience. Um, And... Yeah, so starting in Morocco, which I'm glad we started with because it was really hot. Yeah. Really hot. Got the intense part over with. Yeah, it was the most intense side. And it wasn't all, like, sunshine and roses, like I said. Like, you saw on Instagram a ton of beautiful photos, but Mm -hmm. there were a lot of crazy things that happened in Morocco that Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to share online (laughs) to make my parents worried or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah, just being a woman in um, that space was unlike anything I experienced before. In China, I was mm. used to getting a lot of attention, but, mm. be you know, there's always going to be some things that aren't perfect with a society or culture or place. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was Marrakesh by itself, but 
We had friends who went to other places in Morocco and they had no problem, but there were many, many times, and we're seasoned travelers, where we were lied to or basically just, like, preyed upon as visitors and Mm -hmm. it didn't feel good. Yeah. Which we were warned about, but even though you're warned about, the way they Mm. did it was just so slick. Yeah. (laughs) But... Um, I'm glad we started the trip with that because we had the energy. We were feeling really optimistic. I can't imagine it at the end of a trip mm-hmm. because it would have been a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being in Morocco was f- great. The food was really awesome. Um, I'm really glad we went. Mm-hmm. Also, first time in Africa, so yeah. another continent. Check yeah. mark. <laughs> um, and then we went to uh, the Dolomites in northern Italy as well as Milan, which was so gorgeous. Mm. Um, How long were you in Milan for? Milan, we were there for maybe, like, five days. And that's when it was super hot, right? Yeah, it was during the heat wave. Oh, my God, it was unbearable. And we didn't have air conditioning. Oh, my God. Because the Italians, like, don't know how to do air conditioning. (laughs) They'll admit it to you, but, like, oh, my God, it was so unbearably hot. And we're also, like, really high. We were, like, up this, like, I think, like, fifth story. (laughs) I thought you were, like, No! (laughs) No, we were up on a really tall building with, like, heat rising, and you're, like, oh, this is unbearable. So we embarrassingly would hang out at the Starbucks, yeah. which there's only, like, one Starbucks in Italy, and it's in Milan, and it's mm-hmm. super cool, mm-hmm. but it's such an embarrassing thing to be like, yeah, we hung out at Starbucks in <laughs> Italy. That's so lame. Was it packed, though, because of yeah. the AC? Yeah. Yeah. And good Wi-Fi, so. Oh, well, there you go. It was a cool space, <laughs> but, yeah, Milan was incredibly hot. Really great food. Um, we went to the Dolomites, which was, like, incredible, best hiking I've ever done my entire life. Scenes, like, landscapes that felt like you were in a fairy tale. It was like, how is this place real? Yeah. They're like, wildflowers and meadows, and (laughs) it was just gorgeous. There would be all these little chalets Mm -hmm. scattered along the route when you would walk. But, you know, after you're done hiking, you don't, it's so beautiful, you don't even, you're not even aware of how much you're tired. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just going and going and going. Yeah. And then it hits you like, oh my gosh, I am so zonked. My legs are so sore. And then you go to a chalet, and they give you beer, and then they bring out <laughs> raviolis that were so delicious. It was this good. meat and cheese with like this really good like red sauce. Were really they good. raviolis that were like huge or little ones? Um, I'd say they were medium sized. Okay. They weren't like super small or super big. Okay. But I know like some of the raviolis I've seen have been really massive with mm-hmm. really large corners. Mm-hmm. I guess you would call that. But it was pretty average and it was triangular. It was really oh, good. Okay. It was really good. Nice. Then we went to Portugal, where we were in Lisbon and Porto. Really chill. Had really good food in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I love Portugal because there's such a laid-back sort of feel. There are sites, of course, but it's just sort of like laid-back. Yeah. It's like, you can do that if you want. That's cool. But it's not like people are going to say, oh, you went to Lisbon and you didn't see... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So we ate and drank wine pretty much every day, like... Bottle of wine, went down to the river in Porto, chilled, watched the sunset. Everyone's just kicked back. Everyone's relaxed. Everyone's in the park. Mm-hmm. The weather was the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it was, especially after the heat. Yeah. Uh, it was just a great trip. Yeah. Then we came back and had beach trips with family. And yeah, we're transitioning to real life now. So yeah. school starts tomorrow. Right. So <laughs> back to real life. Back to real life. That was not a quick recap, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a lot. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like my summer was, like, pretty boring in comparison, but... It's... Yeah, I mean, I didn't go This is, like, a crazy. sliver on, like, everything else in my life is nothing like this, right. so... Um, but, yeah, since we last recorded, I had my sister-in-law's bachelorette 
in Cleveland, which is really fun. She has a really fun group of friends. Do you like Cleveland? I do. I've never been, so. Yeah, I mean, we've been there a lot now because Robert's family lives there. Yeah. Well, his sister and his brother live there in the city. Um, like, there are things, like you know, like, what is it, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or something in Cleveland? I've never been there. But, like, yeah. you know, but I've, you know, hung out in the city several times with his sister and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we like that. So I did that. I went to the beach with my family in Ocean City, New Jersey. And that's where A I classic. straight up chill out. And it's the best. How many books do you read? I think I read four books that week. The best. Yeah. That's basically all I do. I wake up, I go for a run, eat breakfast, and then I go on the beach and I read. And then I come back and I, like, make a mojito and eat dinner. And then I might read some more and go to bed. (laughs) The best. It's so good. Okay, so what pizza did you get in Ocean City since we went the same pizza? Right. So it was my birthday that week, so I requested that we order takeout from... Express Pizza and Soaps, which is was our number 10 spot uh-huh. that we loved, and we knew from experience that it worked well as delivery. So we ordered that delivery for my birthday, which it did take forever to get to us. But we're way on the opposite end of the island from them. And then the delivery guy got there, and I think he said something like his car almost broke down or something. <laughs> I don't know. My mom was, like, getting hangry, though, and she was so close to chewing him out. And then my dad just gives him a big tip, and <laughs> she's like, why'd you do that? Yeah. It's like, well, I felt bad for the guy. Um, but the pizza was good, and then we, one night, had dinner on the boardwalk, and we went to Tony P's. Yeah. And I made everyone try the Tony P's special. And I feel like it held up. To, like, what I remember. Oh, we also got the marinated tomato. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, so that was really good. Um, I think those were the only two pizzas I mean, that we got. now you know where the best is, so yeah. you're not messing around anymore. Right, so now I know. And then, like, our friend Abby, whose family has a house there, she was there the week of her birthday, and they were ordering pizza. She, she texted me. She's like, where do I go? And I suggested Mario's. Yeah, I liked Because that was one of our favorites, and she her house is kind of near there. Um, so they got that, and they loved it. And they were like, it was so much better and cheaper than Manko's. And apparently Mario's has, like, a thing where for every 10 pizzas you buy, you get a large pizza for free. That's cool. And since her family has a house there, I was like, oh, you guys could do that easily. It's basically like getting a free pizza, like... <laughs> like every... Every other month. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then we went back to Ohio for July 4th weekend, but that was um, to Robert's grandparents, and they live kind of in the middle of nowhere. Was that hot? Oh, my God. Yeah, because that was during the heat wave. Yeah, because that's... It was around <sighs> the same time as ours. Yeah. Yeah. And we took Gilmore with us, and this was around the time that he started being kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Me, Robert, and Gilmore, I think, all got heat stroke. <laughs> yeah. So, because his grandparents don't have air conditioning. But thank God we stayed in Brutal. his aunt's house, who's, like, behind the grandparents, and she has AC. But during the day, we were at his grandparents, and we basically went there to do, like, yard work and stuff for them, because his sister's wedding is going to be there. And his grandparents aren't able to, like, move around much and stuff. So a bunch of us went, and we were, like, gardening for them and doing stuff outside. So, like, we it was so hot that I was doing gardening work for them, sweat straight up dripping off of my face, and then we would take a break and chug bottles of water. And normally if I would chug a bottle of water, I would have to pee every 10 minutes for the next half an hour. 
I, I was going like hours without peeing and all I was doing was drinking water. <laughs> Your body's like more, yeah. <laughs> more, more, not yeah. done, more. Yeah. Um, but that was nice because out there, you know, you kind of unplug as well. And it was a long weekend. Um, we had Gilmore with us. I went for some runs and it's like really nice farmland and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was nice and chill. And then I had another beach weekend at Abby's Beach House. Um, we went camping one weekend with Robert's family because they have this, like, plot of land that belongs to their family. So they all gather this one weekend in July, and we go camping there. Um, but other than that, I basically went for a lot of runs. I read a lot of books. And, yeah. But I, I noticed this weekend that, I mean, this summer that because of all the traveling and stuff, we had a lot of social weekends. Mm-hmm. And I think I was saying this to you, how the summer, in your mind, it's like this time to slow down and do fun things, which it is. But for us, like working full time through the summer, if all of our weekends get filled up with these fun weekend trips and whatever, then it's like all the things you normally do on the weekend, you suddenly have to do on your weeknights. Mm -hmm. Or say you're leaving Friday right after work, then Thursday night you're packing. So then you have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night to do everything else that you need to do that week. And next thing you know, you feel so frazzled because you have run out of time. There's nothing worse than coming home from a weekend, too, on a Sunday and being like, oh, my God, we have to prepare for the week. I hate that. I have to have <laughs> at least, like, three, four hours yeah. to just oh, I hate that. get back into the swing of it on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I love weekend trips, too, but the Sunday mm-hmm. craziness of just preparing for life is yeah. the worst. So, yeah, I was really feeling it these last couple of weeks where, thankfully, this weekend and, like, two weekends ago or whatever, um, I was home alone for the weekend because Robert was away, and I was just like, oh, my God, I really need this weekend to just be at home by myself and relax and maybe get some cleaning done, whatever, but... Because mm-hmm. I... Um, my one friend, she and I had talked about maybe hanging out this weekend, and I texted her like, two weeks ago, and I was just like, hey, like, I can tell you right now that I've been, like, socially fatigued, and I'm going to need that weekend to myself. I feel like you need to have an understanding between friends. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm worn out from socializing. Right. (laughs) So, can we postpone? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and she fully understands. So, she was like, girl, yeah, I get it. Um, But, yeah, that was, I feel like this was the first summer where that really got to me. Yeah. Um, so it has me looking ahead to the fall, like winter season of kind of hibernating and I love it. Yeah. So we're going to do a whole episode on that. Cause (laughs) I, I live for fall slash winter because it does really hibernation mode. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Our blanks of the summer. Okay. So this is where we're going to pick like a certain thing and say what our like best song or drink or whatever of the summer was. Yeah. Okay, so what's up first? First is best day that we had of the summer. Okay. Best day of the summer. So what was yours? Mine was, we woke up one morning in the Dolomites. We were in this town called Ordesay. Really cute town. Like, definitely would want to retire and live there. Just really cute. Woke up. They had breakfast, of course, like, ready. It's like pastries. Amazing. <laughs> we ate pastries. We immediately walked to... The funicular, which wasn't too far away. We were walking distance to it. You take the funicular up, and then you are emptied out into this amazing, like, meadow playground that is called Alpa de Suisi, mm. um, which 
it's just so amazing. It's almost like a basin or a bowl of just meadows and wildflowers and hiking paths through them. Mm. And then on either side, flanking it is these massive mountains Mm -hmm. off in the distance. And we went, you know, you can see all sorts of sides of these mountain ranges in that area, but that day was perfect. The weather was perfect. It was so, like, breezy, but not too cold. We hiked for hours. It felt like minutes. Mm -hmm. It just felt a fairy tale. It was just like, how is this place real? I can't believe I'm seeing this. Being out in nature is so nice. And I don't really consider myself to be an outdoorsy type of girl. But when you're in that environment, it's just so amazing to look at, let Mm -hmm. alone be in and like the fresh air. It was the best. It was just the the best day. And then later that we came back... (laughs) took a nap. <laughs> I'm a big nice. fan of naps in the summer, not really in like regular yeah. life. Took a nap because we were really exhausted from walking for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Woke up, had a late dinner mm. in town, and then we would just like wander the town and take it all in. It yeah. was, that was sounds the best awesome. day. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mine was kind of similar. Yeah. Again. Um, Although mine was just, like, a normal Friday, so this is more, like, the Friday evening. Evening, yeah. Was my, like, one of my favorite memories of the summer. Um, Robert and I like to do what we call pizza picnics or pizza bike ride picnics. It's a genius idea. Yeah. This is, like, Robert's brainchild, I think. So we, there's a rail trail that goes from Lebanon City to, like, Elizabethtown, whatever. Um, and we like to do bike rides on there, but then there's an area where you can, like, cut off from that and go, like, ride through farmlands and whatever. So it was a Friday after work, and we got on our bikes, and we actually, we started getting on the rail trail, and then there was a thunderstorm coming. And so we actually cut off and went over to the park to, like, kind of wait it out, but we could see that it never actually really hit us, and it was going past us. So then we rode on the farmland area and then decided to take the trail back but it was so cool because the weather was beautiful but where we were but then off to the side of us was this epic thunderstorm right so we had a really great photo yeah Yeah. like really awesome clouds and stuff but bike riding through pennsylvania farmland amazing it's like it's one of those things that when i do it i can literally feel the stress like melt away from my body like, and this is how I know I'm not a city girl. Like, when I'm out in the farmlands and I can, like, smell the grass and the hay and, like, the manure and all this stuff and see these farmhouses and rolling hills and it's just, like, I feel like I can breathe better and it's so relaxed. But then what we do is, on our way back, we stop at the the park in town called South Hills, which is maybe, like, a 10-minute bike ride from our house. So we stop at the park and we ordered Domino's, <laughs> which, as you know, our standard order is bacon extra pineapple. hey So we just hang out at the park because they have pavilions and stuff, order Domino's on my phone with the app. They deliver it to the park, and then we sit there and eat it. And this time I actually brought, like, a Tupperware in my backpack because I knew we probably wouldn't eat all of it. And, uh, oh, another key factor is we pack a full bottle of wine in our biggest swell bottle. Because the swell bottles, like, keep it cold, you know? So we... <laughs> and so we're kind of sipping that throughout the bike ride. Uh-huh. Which, you know, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, 
So we get like a little bit tipsy, but you know, not too not crazy. Not too crazy. Um, so then we enjoy this pizza and then on this particular one, we biked home and so we ate like half the pizza there, but then the storm was kind of coming back and it was getting dark. So then we biked home, took a quick shower, and then we settled down on the couch, warmed up the leftover pizza to have like second dinner. And we're watching the new Veronica Mars. And then I haven't watched it yet, but it sounds great. Yeah, it's fine. So that was like, and then it went to bed at like a reasonable hour. You know, maybe we were asleep by like uh, 11. Yeah. So yeah, that was, to me, that was just like a perfect Friday. You had like your outdoor activity, you got your pizza, you got your wine. Plus the weekend's ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wake up Saturday morning. It's like, oh, I still have the whole weekend ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. That sounds great got to do that here somehow we don't have rails trails but we could do something like that yeah okay next is biggest bummer slash worst day of the summer which like for every good there's always something bad you know balance so (laughs) i really can't complain too much about my biggest bummer or worst day um we had some instances like i mentioned in morocco where we were lied to Mm -hmm. and led down different alleyways and basically we're it, it almost felt like you were being targeted because you obviously are not from the area and you know Mm. it's not a good feeling when you're walking around and feeling like you're being watched or that like you need to be on edge but um yeah like one day we got extremely lost walking around the medina which is this really it's a maze of just storefronts Mm -hmm. um and even google maps (laughs) <laughs> it it has no idea where you are. Okay. And we got really turned around, and we ended up being on the outskirt of the city somehow. Oh. And then, of course, like, there's way... There's, like, no tourists around us. We were like, oh, gosh. Like, we need to find our way back. And I remember almost having a panic attack. Oh, no. Because we were just so disoriented and could not figure out what was going on, and we didn't feel like we could ask anyone because they would get us more lost. Mm. So it was a really crazy incident. Eventually, we found our way back by following these signs that, like, <laughs> could not lie to us. These, like, there were these little... Um, almost like little direction boards, like really high up on the buildings that I never noticed before. Oh. But we found our way back. It was just a really crazy situation where I felt like I was not in danger, but just Mm. I felt like I was being targeted or that I was just out of my element and I had no control over it. Mm. And that's a lot. That's a lot to do with like my reaction to stuff. Like if I just would have chilled out, it would have been all right, but it just <laughs> felt really crazy at the, at the time. Yeah. So that was probably the scariest thing. Slash that sucks. Yeah, craziest thing of the summer. Ugh. But yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time thinking of something for this. Um, but what I landed on is that my wrist had been bothering me all summer. My mm-hmm. left wrist, which I, I think it's technically tendonitis. And it took me until, I don't know till like the end of July to kind of figure out that because one day I was running because mm-hmm. I ran a lot this summer and this is why I was so confused because I hadn't been doing as much um like normal like strength training like with like plank work and yeah. push-ups and things like that and I'd mainly been running so I was like why is my wrist bothering me so much like it hurt so much like I couldn't hold a plank mm. at all like it, it would it would hurt so but then one day I was running and I hold my phone in my left hand when I run. And oh, it just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, this is probably not good for my hand and my wrist to be in this position for like 
30 minutes while I'm running. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it doesn't hurt my hand at all when I'm running, but I, I kind of made the connection, like, I bet this is negatively affecting yeah. those tendons and stuff. And also, you know, computer work and other things I do during my day probably aggravated yeah. as well. So I ordered myself a running belt to keep my phone in when I run. And it's been slow progress, but just like this week, I'd say I can finally do plank work and stuff again, and it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So thankfully, I think I figured out what was the so main cause. The bottom of it, yeah. But yeah, it was really annoying because, you know, things you do throughout your day that you don't realize that you depend on putting your weight on your wrist and stuff, and then... I, yeah. you know, it was like a small handicap that I had this summer. That's like us taking a boxing class and not realizing how much you use these weird muscles oh that you had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your hands, like our generation is totally screwed mm-hmm. because of the amount of times we're holding phones like at above our heads in bed or like whatever. Yeah. We're so screwed when mm-hmm. it comes to arthritis. Mm-hmm. Our, our <laughs> what can I say that? Arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. well, at least you have a solution too. It's like yeah, and working. it is getting better, thankfully. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, okay. On a positive note, song of the summer. Go ahead. My song is "Senorita" by Shawn Mendes. What is it about Shawn Mendes, dude? He's hot. Oh my god. But he's, he's way too young. He's my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided. No, yeah. wait. Okay, so it's Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, who I have a crush on both of them. I know. They are both so She's hot. gorgeous, yeah. And, like, I don't know what it was, but this summer I got very invested in their relationship. Everyone thinks it's fake. Well, it's real. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, partially for publicity. Yeah. But, like... I did some deep dives on their history and stuff, and I think it's... You think it's legit? I think it's mostly real. Um, But I think I'm learning this about myself, that I spend so much of my day thinking about, like, the news and what's going on and all this stuff that... And I don't watch things like the Kardashians or whatever, but every now and then I, like, zero in on this weird celebrity pop culture thing (laughs) that's like a... Just a little ray of sunshine. And for me, it was Sean and Camila this summer. You're like, <laughs> like, what did they do last night? Like, it just made me so happy to see the two of them that cracks me get up. together. And like I said, I have a crush on both of them. So like, I decided that Sean and Camila together is my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, yes, I want to see this all the time. That video is so hot. Have you I watched know, it? I have seen clips of it, yes. Oh, it's real hot. So, and then you, I was watching, like, the behind-the-scenes video. That's what I saw. I saw, like, them, they shared. Like, like learning the, the, yeah. the dance and stuff? Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just this weird little, LOL. like, celebrity <laughs> blip of happiness in my summer that I zeroed in on and just like, this loved every joy. minute of it. Exactly. Yeah. I loved it. That's great. <laughs> well, mine's, like, totally not... <laughs> That. Um, it's an album called Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Is that the new one? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that. They're, it's just fun. Yeah. Um, so, shout out to Amy for, um, yeah, Amy, um, my friend, introduced that to me while we were at the beach, and then she was like, it's just a really good, like, summer mm-hmm. summer feel, um, and I love Vampire Weekend, and I was obsessed with their last album, so I'm really excited to, like, keep listening to it, because I just started listening to it, but I really, mm-hmm. really enjoy it. It's just, it's fun. They're yeah. Fun. Yeah. I liked it. 
Who knows, though? It might be Lover after I listen to it. I don't Martin know. Knight. Maybe I'll turn you yeah. into Swifty. <laughs> All right, drink of the summer. Speaking of drink, can I have some more Prosecco? Sure can. All right, well, my drink of the summer was related to Prosecco, an Aperol spritz. Mm-hmm. I just love Aperol spritzes so much. I feel lucky that there's, like, a place within walking distance that really does them right. You're talking about Luca, the yeah, official Luca. restaurant of the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, in addition to that, I would say wine, just as a general, I guess, family of drinks, was something mm. that we had all the time this summer because mm-hmm. it was cheap, like two euros. Mm. No, it wasn't great wine, but <laughs> we're like, it's two euros. We can pregame with this. So For we would, a glass or a bottle? A bottle. What? Yeah, we would go to the grocery store, get two euro wine. Oh my God. And then like hit the town and Ooh. you're feeling nice and never had wow. a hangover. So there you go. But I, I would say the drink of the summer for me is an Aperol spritz, but like when isn't it? So. Right. <laughs> what about you? Um, my drink of the summer was this lemonade that's in, um, the cookbook called Let's Stay In by Ashley Rodriguez. It's a vanilla bean lemonade that I've made a couple times this summer. Yes. And I've tasted it. It's really good. It's so good. So you make this like honey, simple syrup infused with vanilla bean, and then it's just like fresh lemon juice and water. Like, you know, it's not hard to make. It's just lemonade. But Mm -hmm. this one with the vanilla... And then I think also the honey in the simple so syrup. Good. So freaking good. But it's amazing for a party because it goes with any liquor. Like, yeah. pick your poison. Works with vodka, bourbon, gin, or my favorite, tequila. Like, when you have this with tequila, it's like a vanilla margarita. I make a double batch of it. And then you put it out and people can do like two ounces, whatever, whatever liquor they like and with ice and then just top it off. It's with like some the, of the perfect lemonade. mixer. Yeah, because no one has to actually mix anything. You literally just dump in your liquor and then dump in the lemonade. And it's so good. Oh, it's so good. So Robert likes it with gin the best. Yeah. But yeah, it's real good. So yeah, I'm down. I would suggest it for a party or just for an picnic yeah hello (laughs) or just drink it if you're not drinking alcohol it's amazing like i made it a couple times for like a weekend thing and then we had leftovers and i would just drink it on a weeknight straight and it was like dessert Mm. it was just the best lemonade you've ever had that sounds great yeah podcast Podcast. of the summer mine is called who weekly which i think i recommended before yeah I just, they're my happy place. Mm-hmm. They are my happy place. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, it's podcasts, and their whole thing is, um, t- it's informing you of pop culture news about people that you should just, you have no idea who they are. They're nobodies. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast about, like, pop culture nobodies, but yet people are still obsessed with. Uh-huh. So the idea is, they're either a who or a them. A who is like a who? Like, who is that? Mm-hmm. A them is like, oh yeah, like, they're established. Like, an Angelina Jolie is a them. Yeah. A who would be, like, someone from Fifth Harmony. I have no idea who the heck they are. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, it was really fun. They're really obsessed with Rita Ora. Mm-hmm. So they're just a crack up. They've really, um, it's a male and a female host and mm-hmm. I love them. They have really good chemistry and it's just sort of been my escape from <laughs> news podcasts and political yeah. podcasts. Cause sometimes that can get really overwhelming, even yeah. though I do listen to a lot of comedy podcasts about it, but it's right. just, it gets Still, to be a lot. You have to just yeah. take it out of your brain. For and I also listen to a lot of true crime stuff. So this mm-hmm. is like my happy little mm-hmm. slice of 
Yeah, nonsense. Stupidness. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I I think they're really funny. So yeah. I'm always like, oh, is this going to be in Who Weekly? Because it'll be like weird tidbits <laughs> of stuff. I'm like, this yeah. should... And people call in. They're like, so-and-so, who or them? Mm-hmm. And then they have to explain, this person's a who because <laughs> whatever. Yeah. They even do like cloud formations, who or them. And it's like Nimbus, them. What's Nimbus? Like a type of cloud. <laughs> like yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, <laughs> prescription drugs, who and them? And it's like, oh, oh Advil's a them. Mm-hmm. Like Xanax or something. Yeah, and then they'll just go off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, they're just so silly. So, yeah. yeah, I love so them. So silly. Well, mine is not a silly podcast. I really want to listen to yeah, yours. You, okay, so, I mean, if you want to hear what I listen to regularly in one of our past yes. podcast episodes, we talked about it. So, this was one that I binged this summer in like two days yeah i think it's only like 10 episodes or something and they're like maybe 35 minutes so through like two work days i binged it um it's called the man in the window it's by wondery yeah who and they're makes great amazing podcast and it's about the golden state killer Ugh. uh but this like i started it i was like oh, I'll, I'll try this and I might get bored and just turn it off, but instead I just got riveted. Oh my god, it was so good, and they really focused in on the victims more than... I love that. Yeah, like, they had a really interesting approach. It was a female reporter doing it. I think that's good, because I'm really over us, like, romanticizing Mm -hmm. serial killers. Right. Let's not make a whole thing about Ted Bundy. Like, let's talk about... He was atrocious. Right, yeah. Like, let's talk about the circumstance and, like, not make it seem like they're, like, this... Ooh, right. right, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's fine to talk about them, but, yeah, let's not, like, put them on this yeah. weird pedestal and, like, worship them. And I... I did you... Did you binge this and then start reading? I didn't start reading it yet. Okay, but I was gonna say... That's what made me yeah. ask you again. I need yeah. to read um, the book I'll Be Gone in the Dark about right. Golden State Killer. Um, so, yeah, I listened to that, but then that led me to finally listen to Dr. Death. Oh, have you listened? Yes. I, that was one I binged, too. Yeah. Have you let, have you done uh, Leaving Nexium? Oh. Uh-uh. You got Is it. Is that the cult one? Yeah. Okay. I might you, listen to that. You'll, yeah. So I did that, but then, because I was like, oh, what else is Wondery doing? And I think I had, like, a preview for this one in another podcast. And this one is happy, and I love it. It's called The Moment. Mm. And it's, like, ongoing right now, like, new episodes every week. And it's all love stories. Like, picture, like, each episode is a rom-com, but about people in real life. Aww. And it's like, oh, my God, I recommended it to my mother-in-law because she loves this stuff. Yeah. And she binged it on, like, sweet. a long drive. It's just super well-produced, and it's one of those, like, feel-good podcasts. All right, I'm down. I'm yeah, it's a good one. Both that and Man in the Window. I yeah, to, Man in the Window was, like, creepy. This is the opposite. And this is like, ah, <laughs> oh, I just want to, like, feel Sweet nice. release, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, meal of the summer. Okay, you go first. Okay. Too many. <laughs> yeah. But I would say it's a tie for me. Every morning when we were in Portugal, besides two days, mm-hmm. which we were there for 14 days. Wow. We had pastéis de nada Every morning. And what does that translate to? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) But it's an egg custard. I've seen it done with, like, here they don't really do them right. Mm -hmm. I've seen them here, and they're egg custardy, and that's good. But here they make them with, like, this sort of pie crust outside. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. 
the okay. way that it's made over there is really crispy, flaky, like mm. almost like the edges of a croissant. Okay. Like really flaky and delicious, uh-huh. but caramely, like caramelized. Ooh. Okay, oh, Lord. Because I've made egg custards before. I made them once. I mm-hmm. think you guys got to try them. I brought them to like a Super Bowl party okay. or something. But they were a Chinese egg custard. Uh, China also does egg custards a lot. So these are so like similar to those, but different. Yeah. Okay. I would say like the the edges slash the crust is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were so delicious and they go perfectly because they're just so savory but sweet mm. and creamy and delicious with an espresso. Oh, it's the bomb. Like, I miss it so mm. much. The actual meal, though, that I would say was the best of the summer was this place in Milan called Taglio, which is, it means to cut. Okay. I probably pronounced that wrong. Because <laughs> the GL is confusing in Italian. Oh. Taglio. I don't know. Okay. Um, but it means to cut. And mm-hmm. it's in this cool area. It's sort of by this canal-ish area of Milan. Um, and there's a lot of you know, bars and people walking around. But this place had the best ciabatta, like this delicious ciabatta that they made in-house. It was so good, salty, delicious. But then we had Milanese risotto, which is Mm. extremely creamy and delicious, and I cannot tell you how good it was. So what does the Milanese mean in terms of risotto? I think just the traditional way that they make it, which is like cream-based... Um, I don't know what type of cheese that is typically used. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I believe it's like the preparation and the ingredients used in it. Okay. And like saffron is used in it. So oh, okay. um, it's like orangey in uh-huh. color. And sometimes they put a little saffron on top. It is the bomb. That sounds really but good. But it, it almost makes you feel like your stomach is being expanded as you're eating it. Because it is just so rich. It's <laughs> yeah. like one of those rich dinners that you're yeah. like, I could take two bites of this and feel like I'm satisfied. Yeah. But it, it was so good. Mm, that makes yeah. me want to make risotto now. Yeah. Look up risotto milanese. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I had to think really hard about what my meal of the summer was. And I decided that it's actually the recipe you recommended on our yes. very first episode. Yes. So it's the, like, Jamie Oliver's crispy chicken with tomatoes and basil. Mm. But I made it with the... The, like, tiny little potatoes and white beans, cannellini beans. Which is actually how he has it in the recipe. Right. I just added mine over quinoa. Yeah. Yeah. So we made that. But, like, the way the, like, creaminess of the beans and then you have the potatoes and then, like, tomatoes, which I think we use the ones from our garden. Yeah, they're, like, cherry tomatoes. Yellow cherry tomatoes. Bursts of flavor. And garlic and basil from our garden and stuff. And I love this recipe because you just throw everything in a pan and put it in the oven. It's the best, like, hands-off it takes, and it smells so good. Yeah, your house smells the bomb. It tastes amazing, and, um, but I'm actually making that tonight. hey <laughs> Because I have, like, our last batch of, like, a nice-sized, um, yeah. bit of tomatoes, because our tomato plants are kind of petering out right now. Yeah. But I've been saving them all week, and our basil plant is still going strong. But tonight, I'm kind of home alone for dinner, so this is something I... You know, just throw Toss it all in, it in the pan, there. put it in the oven, and then Ugh, dinner's the done. It's just the best. It's so Honestly, good. it's so delicious. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I make a recipe very similar to this from the cookbook Dining In by mm-hmm. Allison Roman, mm-hmm. where it's more of like a winter version because with hers, you use a ton of olive oil. Mm. But then when you're done, 
she has you strain it off and keep that in the fridge and then you can like cook it like she says she likes to fry eggs in it and stuff yeah super so it creates this like rosemary garlic olive oil that then you can use for other stuff um but we have made that and then she has you serve it with sour cream like with the little potatoes and stuff and then we always make roasted kale to go with it and like oh my god it's so good. I'll have to try that, because that sounds like one of those easy... It's just easy to make. Yeah. And delicious. Yeah, it's so good. Another thing that's great about this recipe is just, like, it's so simple. There's yeah. no extra weird ingredients. Yeah. It's you just... You don't have to, like, sear the chicken first. No. You literally just throw Dump it in it. a pan and put it in the oven. So good. Oh, so good. I'm glad you made that. Me too. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, like, easy meals to make. Yeah. Okay. Outfit of the summer. Mine go- is a staple. Black jumpsuit, baby. Yeah. Like, every freaking day. Doesn't matter how hot it was, if there was, like, a brisk, like, breeze in the air, just throw something on top. Mm-hmm. I have this, um, I think it's from Old Navy, but it's a wide leg jumpsuit. It's, like, almost sort of, like, palazzo prints. They're sort of, like, swingy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's cinched at the waist, but, like, covers you up because it's, like, a V-neck on top. It just goes with everything. You can dress it up, like add a fancy earring to it and change your shoes and you would look dressed up. Mm-hmm. Um, throw a jacket on top if it's cold. I wore mine with like flip-flops when it was extremely hot and just wore mm. that by itself with my hair up in a bun. Yeah. It was just the easiest packing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a staple item you have to have when you travel. Yeah, that's something I'm planning to find for when we finally go to Italy. Yep. Which, for those listening, I had talked about going to Italy in September. <laughs> but it's for real, for real happening. It's for real happening, yeah. but we're not going until March. So expect but to hear me talk more about that We'll, we'll be it. planning it on yeah. the podcast. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good travel wardrobe staple. Yeah, I wore it, like, almost every other day. Yeah. <laughs> I washed it, like, five times when we were overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for mine, I decided to say my newest bathing suit because you know the brand lively that has like the bralettes and stuff Mm -hmm. um they've sort of like the soft bras Mm -hmm. yeah i guess they also have like regular like underwire bras and stuff too but they're more known for their bralettes and stuff it's like loungewear bras that are right like cute and whatever so i had been wanting to try their bras for a while and also, I was had my eyes on their bathing suits, and I wanted to get a new bathing suit this summer. So it turns out their bras didn't work for me. <laughs> I tried, like, four of them. They didn't work. I sent them back. But the bathing suit I love, I just got, like, their bandeau top because I prefer strapless bikinis um, because of, like, tan lines and stuff. Yeah. And then just their bikini bottom. I got one of their prints. and uh, We'll link to it. Yeah, we'll link to it. And I like them because you ordered the top and the bottom separately. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, a different size on the top and the bottom. Who isn't? Yeah. But Versus I love... probably the opposite. Yeah. As far as sizing goes. <laughs> yeah. I think I was a small on the top and a medium in the bottom. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It would be, like, we're literally, like, yeah. figuratively the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I love a bandeau bathing suit, but this one has the, like, it just hooks in the mm-hmm. back. But it actually fit me really well. And it was nice because all my other bathing suits, I basically need Robert to tie them for me. Right. Because they tie in the back. So this was nice to have a bathing suit that I could actually put on myself. (laughs) And it was so easy and I would just throw it on. Um, 
bathing suits can also be really expensive, and I feel like this was yeah. kind of mid-range. I think it was $80 for the set. Yeah, but that's pretty, yeah. That's I take average. good care of my bathing suits, and they last me several years. So I think next summer I'll probably invest in another one mm-hmm. of this one because I liked it so much. So, yeah, like, if, if you found something, stick with it. Yeah. All right, book of the summer. Well, you read a lot this summer. I did. Right? I really only read two books this summer. So which one was your favorite? My favorite was Pachinko, um, which is a multi-generational story of um, Korean immigrants living in Japan. Okay. And, you know, like, I was reading it. It's a it's a big book. It's, I don't know how many pages, but it's a thick book. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to get through it, and I'm one of those people that um, I'll, I love to read, but when I'm, when I'm home and I'm living my life, I'll read, like, a page and just completely zonk out. So Mm -hmm. it takes me a long time to get through a book in my regular life. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a big book. So it was really well written, but the ending hit me like a ton of bricks. Like in a sad way? Like, just in a bittersweet life way. I don't want to spoil the ending. Yeah. But I was not expecting to have this emotional reaction. I liked and enjoyed the book the whole way through. But the ending and the gravity in which this small moment was shared, <laughs> Luke had, normally I fall asleep first, then Luke falls asleep, he turns the light off, but he was like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, I, I, I have like two pages left, I'm going to finish it. Mm-hmm. I was a puddle. I literally was like, <laughs> like ugly crying in yeah. the, in the uh, bed. And Luke like wakes up and he's like, what is happening right now? And I, he was like, I've never seen you have such a strong reaction to a book. I was like, oh I didn't gosh. feel this emotionally torn. Like maybe the only time was like when Dumbledore died in Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't Spoiler. read that by now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was like, <laughs> so... I was shook by yeah. the ending, but not. It wasn't like a shocking twist of an ending. It was just this little moment that she illustrated so well, and it's just so real because it's it's about mm. like the passing of life and stuff. And I was just like, oh my god! It's you were so in your good. feelings. About I was it. in my bag about it. Yeah, it was it was a moment. <laughs> but yeah, Pachinko is what I would recommend. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, mine is red, white, and royal blue. Have you heard about this one? They've talked about it on is Forever 30. Yeah. Is it about, like, a prince sort yeah. of? Okay, yeah. Okay, so I love this book. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so it's, like, a rom-com style book. Yeah. Very fun to read. But it's about... Okay, first of all, it's, like, this alternate reality where... Imagine if a Democratic woman won the presidency in 2016. So she's president, Okay. <laughs> And so it's about her. what a world. <laughs> it's about her son, the first son of America, falls in love with the Prince of England. Oh, hello. Yeah. So it's like very like juicy and yeah. Um, they have emails that they write back and forth to each other that are like very steamy and like um, I don't know, just like the the emotion from these two men for each other was very intense. Yeah. In a way that is so fun to read and get sucked into. But also, of course, they're both dealing with their sexuality and how, like, not being heterosexual men affects them, like, being figures in the public eye. Yeah, leadership In their position and stuff. Yeah. And dealing with all that and stuff. So, it was just a really fun read, and I loved it. And you don't often get 
you know, a, a same-sex love story like that. Yeah. Where, obviously, they're, the fact that they're homosexual or bisexual plays into the story, but it's also just this beautiful love story between these two, and some of the writing in it just, like, really took my breath away. It sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. You can borrow it. Yeah. You can you can have my uh, <laughs> murder book, right. and I'll take your rom-com book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, TV show of the summer. So, I don't even have cable. Do you have cable? No. No. Um, so, like, streaming services only. Is, yeah. I have HBO, and I have Netflix at mm-hmm. my disposal. So, um, it's hard to watch TV shows overseas, because you just don't know what is going to be on Netflix, and HBO mm. is actually blocked so oh, okay. we had to, I, here's the problem. We watched the first episode of Big Little Lies on HBO. Mm-hmm. Of season two. Yeah. Okay. Got immediately hooked. Like, I've never seen Luke get so emotionally invested in hating a character. Oh. And then we were overseas and I was like, I really wish we could watch Big Little Lies because I was seeing like little teasers of things that have mm-hmm. happened and no, no spoilers, but teasers. So we ended up like illegally downloading and streaming <laughs> the whole season of Big Little Lies <laughs> Okay. It was so good. But, and, like, it would be, we'd go out and do whatever we wanted to do, and it'd be, like, mid-afternoon, it's kind of hot, so we're like, oh, we'll come back, we'll chill for a little bit before dinner. And we would both, like, look look at each other and be like, should we watch another episode? <laughs> but there's only, like, I think eight episodes, so we're like, well, we don't want to, like, we have to make it last. But then there would be times we watched, like, three episodes. It was like, we have to keep watching. Yeah. So Big Little Eyes Season 2 was our binge TV show. Also, really love Stranger Things. Uh, I haven't watched, um, I haven't watched either of these yet. Oh, my God. Well, you would love Big Little Lies. Yeah, I've read the book. Yeah. And then I think I literally finished the book and then walked downstairs at my house and put on the first episode. Yeah. And I watched part of it, and then I was like, I don't want to do this right now. Dude, <laughs> I... Wow. Movie of the summer, which we didn't make a category, is um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino's new movie. Oh, I've heard that's good. I, it's, I've been thinking about it nonstop. I don't love all of Tarantino's. Wait, is this the one with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, Which, and honey. Um, I did not know he was 50. He is and fine. he looks good. He is fine. Like, <laughs> there is no, like... <laughs> I heard that he was there can't There can't be a god because it's unfair that one human on this earth looks Wait. as fine as Brad Pitt does. It's Brad... No, that's Brad. It's Brad and Leo in this movie. Right. But Jennifer Lopez, did she date Brad Pitt at one point? No. Well, they should get together because they're the two hottest 50-year-olds this world I has ever seen. No. Because did you see the pictures of J-Lo She's with her like 50th birthday ridiculous. party? Yeah. But you know what about J-Lo? She doesn't drink. She doesn't do caffeine. She doesn't eat dairy or gluten. Literally all my favorite things. I know. So, so it's like, I well, mean, well, if you want to give up joy, then you can maybe look like J-Lo. There were a couple of scenes in, first of all, Tarantino film, well done, well shot. Mm-hmm. There were moments that were like... The whole concept is, you would kind of like this, it's sort of centered around the um, murder of Sharon Tate oh, okay. by Manson's family. Yeah. Okay. So there's this edge to it the whole time, because you kind of know what's happening, but it is just about living life in Hollywood during this specific time. Okay. And there were some scenes that were just so well acted. You were totally in it. Mm. But besides all that, <laughs> some scenes of Brad Pitt... I just wish I could have hit pause what? just to, like, take a second to be like, 
Like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> He's, like, shirtless in a couple scenes, like, yeah. fixing a rooftop, and I'm just like, this yeah. is unfair. But is Leonardo DiCaprio the same age as him in real life? Mm, I think he's actually a little younger. But he doesn't look as good. No. Because Leo's been partying, man. He is yeah. like, yeah. Leo's, Leo looks good. He's handsome. Right. I he, mean. Brad Pitt. But it's compared like, to Brad. And I've never been, like, a Brad Pitt person. Me neither. But I respect it. You know what I mean? I think I might be now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he is just Although so Although, the far. movie that made me actually enjoy Brad Pitt was um, Burn After Reading. Oh, so good. I love him in that movie. I love that movie. What about Inglorious Bastards? I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Is yeah. that still in theaters, Once Upon a Time? I don't know. Maybe... Okay. We went to go see it as soon as we came back, so it might actually not be there anymore. But mm. I'm sure it'll be on some sort of... It's really... It's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really we'll have to watch it. that. Well, my TV show is Sex Education. Her Good Things. Oh, my God. So it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I did start watching Dairy Girls, and I love Dairy Girls. Like, okay. So yeah. much. Yeah. Dairy Girls. I think you would really like this show, then. I've heard really good things about it. It's so good. Like, I had heard good things, so I was like, whatever. I'll just start this. It was... You know, some scenario... Robert and I watch most of our TV together, but then we have things we watch separately. Right, of course. And so I forget why, but I started watching it without him. And then it was actually, I think, the weekend of July 4th when we went to his grandparents. But Robert plays Magic the Gathering with his brother and his cousin, and they left one night into, like, a town half an hour away to do, like, a tournament thing. So I was just chilling in the AC at his aunt's house by myself. God bless. With Gilmore. God bless. Who, but I binged it that night on my phone, which I don't watch TV on my phone. Yeah. But I watched like four episodes of this that night on my phone at his aunt's house. But so the premise of this show, it's like, I read that it was heavily inspired by John Hughes movies. And Critics have said that it feels very American, except that they all have British accents. Right. So, it's set in Britain, but it, it's, parts of it feel very Americanized, mm-hmm. which is fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's about this 16-year-old boy whose mom is a sex therapist, who's played by Gillian Anderson, who she is also hot. Yeah. Um, so, his mom's a sex therapist, but he's like a very late bloomer sexually but he ends up teaming up with this very kind of popular kind of scary girl to start a sex clinic at the high school where he's like a sex therapist for students and I don't know it's just it touches on so many things it's really funny it's also like sweet and heartwarming and I just loved it It I was looks fantastic I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it yeah yeah and I think um Season two is going to be coming out soonish. Yeah. So, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, it's like eight episodes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So After good. I finish Jerry Girls, I will be watching Sex Education. Yeah. All right, biggest win of the summer. Um, I mentioned this at, for my suite. It's like finally feeling like free to relax. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just sort of come to the point in my life where I'm okay with not hustling. Yeah. I already do enough in my job. Mm hmm. As a public school teacher, <laughs> that I don't need to add extra pressure onto myself. So, mm-hmm. personal growth basically with saying like, "Chill, girl." Like, no, you can yeah. you can say no, and also like just accepting the fact that 
it, you know, like, we, sh- we need to give ourselves time to just do nothing. Yeah. Otherwise, burnout is real. Burnout, yeah. And you hear it all the time. Burnout is a real thing. And, like, here's how to avoid burnout. Mm-hmm. But I think... I always felt that that was from external factors when I'm the, I'm the machine that is causing my own burnout. Yeah. I'm the person who, same for me, who is putting the pressure on myself. Yeah. When it comes to like our blogs and side projects and everything, it's like, no one's making us do any of this. No, I can say no to things. I can, I can wait to do things. I can Mm -hmm. put things on pause, you know? Um, so that's my biggest win is basically just letting myself chill for the first time. Also, yeah. I've started to really, because I've been chilling more, I've been getting more interested in things that I didn't really think I would be interested in. Like, I'm considering, mm. and it's like, I have no chill. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's what like, is it? It's like, well, now I'm like, maybe I want to fit. I'm in a master's program. <laughs> Another thing. Yeah. So I was like, maybe after I finish my master's program, I'll go and look into getting my master's of humanities, which is something I had considered for a long time because mm-hmm. I love the humanities so they have a program at Penn State Mm. that I could get reimbursed for at my job so I was like considering that and like what I would specialize in so I just have gotten into like strange parts of arts history and stuff that I didn't really give myself the time for so just like because you're more Mm -hmm. relaxed you have the time to be like oh I wouldn't have thought like trying all these workouts and stuff I'm like yeah I I just work I just run but now it's like but maybe I want to try yeah this and just being yeah. more open because you have more time. For context, yes. Laura and I did a boxing <laughs> class recently, and then this morning we just did Orange Theory for the first time. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know what we're gonna <laughs> do next. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a bar class or a spin class or something. Yeah, anyway, it's been fun, but yeah, it's been like just our way that we meet up. It's like we work out and then <laughs> we do, <laughs> we do stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Again, so, yeah. we have no chill. Yeah. It's like, I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm more chill. Like I'm chilling out. I'm relaxing. And I'm talking about, I want to do another master's program. Right. Like, yeah. 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 But that, that makes sense though, that like, if you kind of close the door on one thing, then you're bound to open the door to some other. Right. It's interest. not like my curiosity has stopped. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's changing. Yeah. And you're like letting it breathe. Right. Yeah. So cool. That's my win. Mine's like kind of more technical. I feel like yours is like philosophical. Yeah, personal growth. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this summer I did kind of like an experiment where I, for my workouts, I focused on running and scaled back on strength training and stuff. Because the summer is the only time that I can do runs in the morning before Mm -hmm. work when I work out. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of interested to see how it would affect my body and how I'd feel and whatever. And what I've come to realize is that I feel better and my body reacts better when I definitely have more strength training regularly in Mm -hmm. my schedule. So what that has led me to is that I've gotten really excited about the idea of at the end of this summer when it's officially too dark in the morning for me to run, which is very soon, I'm going to try the Kelsey Wells Power at Home program on the Sweat app, which is completely like strength based. I think you have one or two days a week where you do kind of cardio, but yeah. it's not like called cardio or whatever. But yeah, it's very much uh, like weightlifting and stuff. But her power at home program is set up more for like what I have at my house with like some kettlebells and some dumbbells and stuff and like body weight exercises. But her workouts are like 45 to 50 minutes long. And I normally only work out for like 20 to 30 minutes in the morning. So what I have done now 
is trained myself to get up earlier, but it's awesome because I haven't set my alarm any earlier. I've just gotten more yeah. regimented about getting out of bed faster. So, like, I have it set up on my phone that, like, screen time is restricted for certain apps from, like, 7 p.m. at night to, like, 7 a.m. So in the morning, the only thing I can really look at on my phone is Twitter because that's basically the only time of the day I even look at Twitter is, yeah. like, first thing in the morning. Um, so I kind of do that to wake up my brain. But also, I used to snooze, and now it's like I, because I have to get out of my bed anyway to hit the snooze, <laughs> but then I used to crawl back in bed right. and snooze. <laughs> right. So now I go over and hit the snooze button, um, but then I make myself kind of walk around my bedroom and stretch a little bit and drink some water, and then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm awake. awake. Yeah. Right. So then what I do is when my snooze alarm goes off again... Um, it's while I'm looking at Twitter that I'm like, okay, now I have to get out of bed right. and get ready. So the nice thing about working out for only 20 minutes in the morning is that you can easily double your workout time mm-hmm. by just getting out of bed 20 minutes earlier. Right. So it's been nice now because also because I wanted to add back in more strength training. So now in the mornings I've been doing like a 20 to 30 minute strength workout and then I'll run for like 15 to 20 minutes. Right. I didn't want to stop running because I love running. Um, especially now you're adding more, but now I'm like in prep for this new program. Yeah. Yeah. So soon I'll be starting that and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. That sounds cool. But it was like an interesting revelation that I was like, Oh, at this point in my life and at the age I'm at, yeah. My body really does need that strength training to maintain my muscle mass and it's just, just feel good. Yeah, that's why I liked Orange Theory this morning. It's like it's it is cardio, but it's also you also have this strength, strength workout training, too. Yeah. yeah, so it's important. Yeah, so that was the weird fitness journey I was on this summer. Your technical fitness journey. Yeah, but yeah. I like learned things about myself. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All so right. I'm at. Next is a voicemail. We have a voicemail. Yeah, from our friend Shaylee. That we got over the summer. Yeah, so we'll play that now. Hi, Sarah and Laura. This is Shaylee. I kind of feel like a creepy fan of yours, Sarah, because I am always commenting on your recipes. But I absolutely love your blog. And, Laura, I feel like I'm a weird ghost fan because I'm always watching your and Luke's adventures. I think you guys are in the Dolomites right now, and I'm so jealous. Anyway, I just started listening to the podcast, except I'm already on episode four, and I love it. It feels like a little piece of home. It makes me a little nostalgic and a little homesick, but also in a good way. So thank you guys for putting on that podcast. It's really awesome. And okay, so my favorite pizza is a place called Artichoke. If you guys ever go to New York, you got to check it out. They specialize in spinach artichoke pizzas. It's delicious. And I think they're in, like, the the Greenwich Village, Soho area. I could – I don't know – I don't know New York very well. But I went there when my sister was going to NYU. It's so good. If you like spinach artichoke dip, it's the best. So uh, if you guys ever do a Feast of St. Pizza, you guys should go there. Okay. So spinach artichoke dip uh, pizza is my favorite pizza. But my question is, if uh, if you guys have any favorite cookbooks, my favorite cookbook is called Milk. By Christina Tozzi, it's like an amped up American favorite. It's delicious, and I've cooked so many recipes from that that cookbook. Um, so, what are your favorite cookbooks? And my second question is, if you could plan a road trip, if you had to plan a road trip within the U.S., where would your ultimate road trip go? 
obviously like the classics are like Grand Canyon and Yosemite, but I'm curious if you guys have any, you know, places in America that you would want to go. Okay. I've had enough questions. I'm sorry. I'm fangirling out here. Anyway, thanks for the podcast. I can't wait to keep listening. And yeah, thanks for all that you guys do. All right. Bye. First of all, thanks. Thank you for sending us a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Shaylee. Yeah. That was awesome. We got that over the summer. So um, artichoke pizza sounds really good. Yeah, that does sound good. In fact, I follow a girl called, uh, I forgot her name. But I follow a food vlogger mm-hmm. on Instagram, and she just went to Artichoke Pizza and said it was really good. So oh. I got double proof. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then Shaylee asked about our favorite cookbooks. Yeah. Which, because she had, I think she was only on episode four, by now she's probably listened to our food and travel media episode where mm-hmm. I talk about a lot of cookbooks. Yeah. But I thought for the sake of her question, we could try to narrow it down to our number one Number favorite. one. Okay. That's hard for you. That's not as hard for me. So what would you say is yours? As I said before, I'm not really a cookbook cookbook person. Mm -hmm. I am more like a food media, like YouTube. Um, But if I had to choose, mine is the Smitten Kitchen cookbook. Okay. Her first Um, one? mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I lived with uh, Becky, Luke's sister, for a period of time, and she loves Deb's recipes. Mm -hmm. And... um, through that book just laying around all the time, I've just really started to enjoy, mm-hmm. like, sifting through it. Not to mention all the things that Becky would be making were amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that would probably be my number one. Robert and I cooked out of that one a lot when we first moved in together. Because mm-hmm. it was right around the time it came out. And actually, at our wedding, we had a kale salad that was inspired by the kale salad in her book. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a good reminder that I need to make that again. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she's a gem. Like, mm-hmm. she's just really good. Yeah. Also, really love Julia Turs. I mean, there's just, like, so many. Oh, yeah. yeah. So many. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was extremely hard for me, and of course, yeah. I couldn't actually narrow it down, so I picked one for, like, <laughs> cooking and one for baking. Okay, fair. So, the cooking one, I recommend this book to a lot of people who are just starting to get into cooking. It's called Keys to the Kitchen by Aida Mollenkamp, who has a really awesome food and travel site called Salt and Wind. We should have her on the podcast. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, So her book is great because it has a lot of beginner information about how to shop for food, how to store your food, and all this stuff. But I love her recipes because each recipe teaches you a lesson. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little takeaway from it that she wants you to get. From each recipe. And also so you're each learning one, while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And each of her recipes, it's kind of like a twist on something. So if you want, you could kind of leave the twist out and leave it basic. Like she has a roast chicken recipe that has like a balsamic glaze and eggplant and stuff. But like if you wanted to, you could just make a simple roast chicken. Mm-hmm. So that's what's really nice about her book is... You know, she's teaching you the underlying recipe, but also taking it up a notch if, you know, if you want to take it there. Mm-hmm. And then for baking, I would say the Vanilla Bean Baking Book by Sarah Kiefer, because it is just, it's a classic. I feel like it's our modern classic, or it will okay. be. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, if you have not made her pan-banging chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Instagram famous. <laughs> they are Instagram famous. Um, but it's like... Any cake recipe you would need, cupcakes, um, cookies, her brownies are really good in there. Uh, She also has things like danishes. And, and like, so if you're 
Wanting to get into baking and you don't have a good book, just get this one and bake from that and you'll be set. Yeah. Yeah. So those are two, like, desert island cookbooks for me. So. Those are That's pretty high recommendations. If those yeah. are your top two because you are a voracious cookbook collector. Yeah. So. I have a lot. Yeah. And right, then. The other question was ultimate road trip in the U.S. Yes. Do you have an answer for this? I have two answers. So okay. I've thought about this for a while and I think... My first one would be actually similar to what I did when I was in high school with my family, which was we flew to Arizona, mm. and then we sort of scooted around Arizona. We did the Grand Canyon, and then we uh, went up a little bit towards, like, uh, Nevada, Utah area, mm-hmm. and then to California. Okay. But I think that's, like, very, like, Southwest American classic. You're seeing, like, epic just empty spaces. Um, and then of course, California is just really cool. Mm-hmm. Very different. Um, but I would also say one thing I would really want to do is I really want to do like a Northeastern road trip. Like I kind of mm. want to leave from this area and go up towards Maine and maybe to like Montreal and Quebec and like that sort of Northeastern fall sort of road trip. Mm-hmm. So I think different seasons, like I would love to see that in the fall. But I would also really love to do, like, the Southwest maybe in, like, the spring. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even winter because it would probably be pleasant during that time period. Yeah. <laughs> like, temperature-wise. But mm-hmm. that would probably be my top two. That's cool. Yeah. So mine is an idea idea I've had for a couple of years. Okay. It's probably never going to happen. But this okay. is, like, my dream ultimate road trip. Have you had the pleasure of Jenny's ice cream in your life? I have not. Okay. I know. <laughs> First of all, we need to get you to a Jenny's. I know. Well, she has, she does have little tubs now. Available. Yeah. You yeah. can buy it buy at Whole Foods. Yeah. But I have seen them. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jenny's ice cream, if you don't know, first of all, her cookbooks are also amazing. Um, but she started in Columbus, Ohio, but has since branched out. Right. So my dream road trip is to travel around the U.S., and hit all of the Jenny's ice creams. Hey! Because she has some in, like, L.A. She has some, I think, in, like, Nashville, like, that area. Charleston. I was going to say the South. Um, obviously, Ohio. And then there's also, like, like, I don't know, somewhere in Northeast as well. Probably New York at this point. I don't know. But it's, like, it kind of hits, like, all the quadrants except maybe, like, the upper Midwest area. Yeah. But really, my dream is, like, down the road when we are rich and have kids yeah and somehow work for ourselves i would love to like rent an rv for the summer and take our future hypothetical children around the u.s and hit every jenny's but also this will be sponsored by jenny's (laughs) that's yeah so jenny's dream big dream big (laughs) yeah it would be cool to do a road trip that's, like, the best pizza places in the United States. Oh, like, yeah, that would be fun, too. Yeah. Like, each state, yeah. go to the number one pizza place. But, because, like, the U.S. is so big, so I think if you had that kind of weird roadmap of things you're hitting like that, that aren't, like, state parks or whatever, right. but if it was, like, hey, let's hit all the best pizza places, you know, so this is kind of, like, guiding our journey, yeah. but obviously we're seeing all these other things along the way. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. Thanks so. for calling, Shaylee. Yeah, it's Shaylee. I hope that we get more voicemails. Voice yeah, that so. was fun. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Okay, recommendations. Woo. Okay. okay. 
My recommendation is just something I did. Actually, I don't know if we were, if we ran into each other when I did this, but um, it's a temporary tint on your hair. Oh. It's uh, Kristen S.'s Rose Gold Temporary Tint, which is, it's almost in a spray bottle. It is a spray bottle. Okay. But you have to do it in your shower because it does sort of get all over the place. Mm. Um, so I did mine in the shower looking at a mirror so I can make sure I hit all the spots in my head. Okay. But it was such a cool thing to just have a little change up in your hair look. Uh-huh. I always wanted to try, like, what, what would I look like with pink hair? And it was sort of like a soft, it was a rose gold. So That's cool. a soft pink, nothing like two in your face. And it was out of my hair in like two, three washes. Okay. And it was the sort of thing where my hair is dyed blonde, but if you had lighter hair, it would probably look a lot mm. more um, saturated because your hair's lighter, it can soak yeah. in more. Um, but anyway, I it was just like a fun little thing I did when we came back, and every now and then someone would look at my hair and they're like, is your hair pink? Oh. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't blaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like a fun thing I did just to... That's cool. Because it was the summer and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Well, my recommendation is a makeup thing. Okay. I was in the market for a new under eye concealer. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I was using one that, first of all, I think got discontinued, but I was about to abandon it anyway because it was one of those, like, ones with a wand. Yeah. But it like kept, tip, like, yeah. leaking out. It was like the seal wasn't good, so it would leak out of that That's not good. Area. So I knew whatever my next one was, I did not want a wand. I wanted, like, a squirty bottle. Yeah. So I got the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye. I've heard good things. Yeah. Yeah, so I got this, and I love it. Officially, I've been using it for maybe two weeks now. Am I wrong saying It Cosmetics adds, like, beauty? Like, uh... Yeah, so this says full coverage anti-aging waterproof yes. concealer. Yeah. yeah, so this... Because the other problem I have with concealer is that I was using a different one a while ago, and I was... It was like by the end of the day, I looked like I had dragon scales in right. my eyes. Yep. This does not do that, th- do that at all. But this has hyaluronic acid in it and stuff. Nice. The other nice thing about this is they have 48 shades Hey-o. of this concealer. So that's amazing. It's super inclusive. But so how do you apply your under eye concealer? Um, I have like a tip, like a, like you said, like a, a, a wand. wand. And I normally go dot, 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 dot uh-huh. under the under eye, let it sit. And then I normally put like a little bit on the top of my eye because okay. I, I have really dark circles. Okay. Not many people know that, but I have really dark circles, that Italian thing. But uh-huh. um, so I would go dot, 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 dot a little bit on the over eye, let it sit for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then I start blending with a beauty blender. Oh, you use a beauty blender. Yeah. Okay, so I had always used my finger. Okay. But this stuff, like, you just put some on your hand. It's, like, yeah. a little tacky. Yeah, it's thick. Okay. So it's, like, not something you can move around easily with your finger. Right. So I was trying it out at Sephora. I was like, well, you know what? They're selling this brush next to it. I was like, let me just get this, right? So it's And now the- you're hooked. Yeah, it's the It Cosmetics, it's called, like, the the Dual Airbrush Concealer Brush, number two. And it's double-sided, and I walked around Sephora and looked at other concealer brushes, and this was one of the cheapest, and it was one of the only double-sided ones. Okay. So I went for it, and I'm so glad I did, because I what I do with this is I squirt it directly on my eye in, like, a line underneath, 
And then I use the one side to kind of like smush it yeah. around. And then the other side is more like fanned out and soft. And you use that to just like blend the edges. And it straight up disappears into my skin. That's amazing. Yeah. And I do two coats like that. And now I've also been using this brush to apply my like spot concealer on the rest of my face. I feel like I really leveled up on my makeup. <laughs> I was going to say. I got the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Pores Press Powder which is just a translucent powder. And so with a little brush, yeah. I just like tap a little bit and it like just pulls everything together. Nice. And I guess it helps set the makeup. I don't know. I've heard that their um, Your Skin But Better is good too. Is that the name of the brand? No, it's... Or I think it's It Cosmetics. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I've know. heard that. Yeah. Yeah. But It Cosmetics is great because they do use anti-aging things and it's not like drying yeah. your skin out when there's hyaluronic acid in right. and stuff. So, and like yeah. by the end of the, I swear it just melts into my skin and it stays there all day and it makes me feel like very put together. Put together. That's yeah. great. Um, my only beef with it is that ugh, I wish their colors had better names. I am the most boring color. I saw it. I saw the light beige. Light beige. <laughs> It's okay. I would probably just be fair. Right. Yeah. You would probably be fair. But yeah. So if you're looking for a new concealer, I highly recommend it. And like I said, 48 shades. So you're bound to find something that That's fits great. you really well. Oh, and they also, in each shade, it says, has either a C, a W, or an N for cool, warm, or neutral. Yeah. So if you know your undertones, which I know that I have like blue undertones in my skin. So I looked for their lighter shades that had a C with it. Yeah. And it was like the second color I tried. I was like, oh, this is perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So highly recommend. I know that was like really in the weeds for makeup stuff, but I really That's like it. Enough. <laughs> People like this stuff. Right. Don't you? Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a long episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we had a lot to say. Yeah. Got a lot to catch up on. So... Got tipsy on some. Yeah, I think we started off on the right path, and we're not just going to be talking about ketchup from now on. Like we're going to be. Yeah. Oh, but if yeah, if there is anything from the summer that you want us to expand on, yeah, in an episode, like maybe part of Lara's trip, especially that you want to hear more about, just let us know, and we can try to work that in in a later episode. Yeah, like we have some stuff planned, but we really want to know what you guys want us to talk about, slash what you're interested in. So yeah, yeah, definitely let us know, and definitely call us, like Shaylee did. Yeah. So we want the we want the tea, and yeah. I know it's coming, but I'm ready anyway. <laughs> Okay, so thanks for joining. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with that annoying iTunes algorithm. Let's chart this season. We're yeah. Chart. Let's try. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to send us your questions um, or, like, voicemails like Shaylee. You can call us at 717-964-0215. You can reach out on Instagram. We're at Passport Pizza Pod. And um, you can also email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to check out the show notes and the recommendations that we said in this episode. Um, can be found on our website at www.passportsandpizza.com. And if you want to follow us in our daily lives, you can give us a follow on Instagram. I am at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore. And Laura is at Rome and Go Lightly. And that is R-O-A-M. So follow us on there. Yeah. And last but not least, a big thank you to my brother, Will, for making our theme music. We'll see you next episode, y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
I had also heard good That's things. That's like my slogan. <laughs> I've heard I've good, heard good things. things, yeah. <laughs> um, 